Three, two, two one. one. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. Hey everybody. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our podcast, podcast, All Things Man. Man. And so, uh, because, because we only have, have two actual legitimate followers to our, to our podcast, one of those being my mom. Hi, mom. Great, Great to have you on here again. again. Um, our, our church is doing uh, daily devotionals right now. And so, I asked if Rowdy uh, would go ahead and take one for tonight. So, sitting over here to my left is Rowdy. To my right is Tobias. Also, and so we have this little thing. Uh, called, called all things man, man. The reason it's that is because we talk, we talk about all things man. man. Uh, the, the amount, amount of manliness that is in this room is uncontrolled. That's overwhelming. <laughs> it's too, too much. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what, what we do in these is we talk about just all kinds of goofy stuff. Um, um, it's not the how do I fix my car, it's broken down, but we do talk about hunting and fishing and theological things. We, we ask Rowdy his, his uh, professional opinion on a lot of different things, but it's really cool. So today, though, um, and no one cares what he says, <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about something that Rowdy is um, infatuated. Is that, 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 that word? Yeah, he thinks it's neat. This <laughs> is real neat. And so uh, it's, yeah, I'll let him um, explain it, but if you guys will uh, hop on this train with us, enjoy it, and maybe you'll have... Um, some, some questions, questions answered. So, Rowdy, why don't you go ahead and explain what we're going to talk about today? So, um, this all right, right, that was really good. good. Thanks. So, <laughs> next time. Yeah. Uh, the Son of Man. It's a phrase um, that, or a title, um, used for Jesus, really mostly by him throughout most of the New Testament. Uh, in fact, he um, almost only refers to himself like publicly as the son of man and it it caught my eye uh, in the uh, courtroom scene with Caiaphas mm-hmm. right before uh, Jesus' crucifixion when um, Jesus is being questioned and Caiaphas asks him uh, I put you under oath before the living God tell us if you are the Messiah the son of God and Jesus said, uh, you've said it, so mm-hmm. uh, you said it, not me. But I tell you that from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Uh, and this is in Mark 26. That was verse 64, verse 65. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, he is blasphemed. Why do you, why do we still need a witness, you know, to crucify this man? So... Out of all the things that Jesus did throughout his, like, in that time, radical mm. movement, um, why did that one phrase, like, freak him out so bad? And who is, just explain who Caiaphas is that way, like, they understand why he had any say-so in the matter of why what he said mattered. Uh, Caiaphas was a high priest. Mm-hmm. So, um, in the Jewish you know, religion, you had, um, you definitely had like a governing power, but you also, like the church also had, you know, a governing power. So, and he was, he was the high priest. Yeah. Like he was, um, he would, would have been anointed into that position, which is actually what, uh, the, the Greek word Christ is, is translated from Messiah 
and Messiah means like the anointed one, mm-hmm. one covered in oil, uh, which <clears throat> in the Hebrew tradition, uh, your high priest and your kings, you know, uh, would have been anointed. That was like a huge honor. So he he definitely held a very esteemed, highly regarded position. Uh, <laughs> what? I missed it. I, I said the word esteemed. No, I don't like that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, so it, it just always, I always wondered why that caused him to tear his clothes. Mm-hmm. Why was that blasphemy? But him healing people and raising like Lazarus, you know, up from the dead, like it wasn't that big of a region like he Caiaphas would have heard about that Mm -hmm. you know so uh while yes he was on trial you know um but to that level of ticked off Mm -hmm. what was it about that so um you know that that really caused me to take a deep dive into what the son of man is uh, who the son of man is and that brought me to the simple, easy read of Daniel, mm. um, especially Daniel chapter seven. I was gonna say the first six chapters are like my favorite in the Bible. They're like fun reads. Yeah, Daniel and the lions. I mean, okay. the lions den. Like, it's it's a great book. Daniel's a uh, he's an awesome person. Um, I think I think your point, man, uh, with Caiaphas, man, when he blew a gasket about Jesus calling himself the Son of Man. Was that Jesus took like a super humble approach to all these miraculous things that he was doing? Mm-hmm. It was essentially distracting and, and uh, causing this crazy revolution of faith in what was a Messiah when you had this system that had been established and mm-hmm. you will do this, this time, this particular way. I'm the dude that will provide all that for you. And all of a sudden, Caiaphas wasn't a cool kid on the playground anymore. You know, right. this son of man dude walking around mm-hmm. resurrecting people or doing yeah. doing cool stuff with disciples and all that. And I think that's probably caused the, the temper tantrum. That's a good point. I had a, a teacher in high school where um, they were explaining something and a student in the classroom actually pointed them out. They were like, actually, isn't that the answer? And the teacher, when they realized it, it made them even madder. Uh, that, uh, that they, they were wrong, wrong and, and they, they pointed, pointed out in front of everybody. everybody. And so, so Caiaphas, Caiaphas is trying to kind of catch, catch Jesus, Jesus and, and he can't, can't get him. him. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so finally he just asks him point blank, blank and then Jesus uses his own words against him and it makes him even madder. Like I think, I think to me like that's where it's just like, we got him, but he used me against it. Yeah, I don't know. I can't fool him. Could you imagine taking a lunch order from Jesus? Hey, what would you like for lunch? He's like, well, five thousand fish, five thousand loaves of bread. He goes into some terrible. Yeah, yeah, you know, one free chicken. Yeah, but like the way he, it's like like uses this subversive. You know, you know uh, it's a big word. Sneaky with his words. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but um, maybe, maybe that can embarrass you too. too. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. if you're the high priest, um, like born, born into, into 
the Levites, like from Abraham, from Aaron, you know, that position was huge. So it's almost like, well, if you're, why did no one tell me you were coming? You know, I could almost see that where it's like, hey, I'm the high priest here. Like, why am I not in the loop? Like God circumvented him. Right, right. Yeah. Don't worry, no, it don't concern me, big guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it's one of two, two I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, so, so in, in the book of Daniel, Daniel uh, there's this really, really weird, weird dream, dream about, about beasts, beasts and, and uh, they're, they're made out of these different materials, and they have different, different uh, uh, like some, some of them look like humans, some of them look like animals, some are both, and. It's widely, it's widely discussed, discussed uh, yeah, the, interpretation the interpretation of all of those, those. Um, um, and you can, you can land in many different many places, places on them, but the, the, the part of Daniel 7 that, that I really, I really honed, honed, in on, honed in on was, was uh, 13, 13 through 18, 18? Mm-hmm. and really, really verse 13, 13 um, and, and before, before this, this Daniel has seen these beasts, beasts. and, and uh, they're, they're, they're terrible, terrible things. things. I'm sorry, I'm I think sorry, I said 13. I, I mean, 9, nine through 18. Through 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so verse 9, verse nine as, I watched, as I watched, thrones were set, were set in place, in place. And, in, and in the ancient, the ancient days, of days took his throne. It says that his hair was white as snow. Um, or his clothing, his clothing was white as snow. snow. His, his, his hair was hair like was pure wool. wool. Uh, his, uh, throne his throne had fiery, fiery flames, flames and its wheels, wheels were burning fire, fire, which is really which cool really that cool his throne his had throne wheels. wheels. Yes. That's uh, the Katniss Everdeen, Everdeen like, hundred grams. They stole, yeah. stole that from Daniel 7. But it doesn't say anything about horses being there. Who needs horses? Is it like a segue? When you got wheels on fire. Then you had a hemi. A stream of fire issued and flowed out from his presence. A thousand thousand served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood attending him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were open. This is a big deal. Yeah, like that many people there. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. But even, but even like, like, you know, that you last, know, that last line, line, the, the, the court set in judgment, judgments were open. Were open. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you're here you're for here business. For business. Like, this like, isn't this a, isn't a, hey, how we hey, guys, how we guys, you know, you know, how we doing, how guys? We doing, guys? Like, like, something big about, about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then, and then Daniel, goes Daniel goes on about, about uh, how these beasts, these, you know, they were being you know, noisy, noisy and boastful and, boastful and arrogant. arrogant. And, and uh, uh, that it says, it, says the, the, it picks back up back at verse 13. As I watched in the night vision, I saw one like one a son, like of man son of man coming, coming with the clouds of heaven. heaven. And he came he to the ancient one and was presented, was presented before, him. before him. To him was to given him was dominion and glory and kingship, that all people's nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away. And the kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. So you have... God, God coming down coming and sitting down in the eighth, eighth throne, throne. Um, um, and, and books are open, books are open. Court, court is now, court in, is session. now in session, and then you, and have, then you have one, one like the Son, like of, man, the son of Man 
come and just, come destroy, and just destroy this beast. This beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and um, um, king, like the kingdom, like the kingdom is handed over, over to him. And it says it will never pass away. Dominion is his forever. Like that's like that's. After, after reading that, reading that uh, uh, it 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 made me it realize, made me realize yeah, in just a in title, just a title Jesus, Jesus was letting was everyone letting know everyone what he was here to do. You know, I'm 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 here to I'm here to, to take to like, take this is my this is my I'm taking this back. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking this world back. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And absolutely, I mean that's that's such good news. That's the hope that we all we all look forward to. And and especially Daniel in a time like this, where he was in exile. The Israel was defeated again by the Babylonians. He's there serving. These kings, these kings that worship, that other, worship gods, other gods, you know, like you know, he's, like he's, but still, but still, he keeps on trucking, serving, serving Yahweh, Yahweh his, God, his God, and, and favors given to him, given and to like him, he has these awesome, these awesome visions and dreams, and dreams, and dreams interpreting. interpreting. Uh, so for so for, for him to for hear him this, to hear this had to have had been, to have been like, like, bring it on bring yeah it on, you know yeah. come on with it uh, uh, i've never been i've never been like in geographical exile exile you know like i've never like i've never had a had a outside outside country come country in and take me from my home my home make me follow their follow their and you know this or that so that so i can't imagine how happy he was um and and well i can because i'm i'm not happy now yeah yeah, you know, and the yeah. times that, we've times been, that we live in, and just everything, and just going, everything on, going on, uh, it's weird, it's, it's scary, weird, it's scary. But, but like thinking like of thinking of the Son of Man, Son thinking, of man of thinking of King Jesus, King Jesus like defeating, like defeating sin, sin, you yeah. know, defeating, yeah. defeating the beasts. The beasts. Uh, uh, I mean, that's. I, that's, I, think, it's I cool. think it's cool. Uh, uh, how the Son of Man, how they talk about him doing that and all that good stuff. When you started in uh, verse 9, I watched till the thrones, mm-hmm. as in multiple. Right. You know, we know the, the Ancient of Days, God, mm-hmm. you know, he's got his throne. But then you uh, you look and it says in uh, Matthew twenty five thirty one, when the Son of Man comes in his glory mm-hmm. and all the holy angels with him, so he's packing some angels with him, uh, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Mm-hmm. So... You know, one of those thrones that they talked about in verse nine is one belongs to him. So, right, it's pretty cool, man. Another verse that goes along with that is in Matthew sixteen, and mm-hmm. it's almost verbatim of that. And uh, I actually had it pulled up, so it's kind of oh, cool. Oh, nice. Uh, sixteen twenty seven for the Son of Man, uh, which I think is what we're talking about right now. Uh, I uh, is going to come in the glory of his Father, which is really cool because when we think about glory of his Father, so many people think of Jesus as just kind of like. He was nice, peace, love, and mm-hmm. like just healed people. And absolutely, praise God that that's what he did. And he calls for us to be that way too. But in this imagery right here, it says the Son of Man, talking about Jesus, is going to come in the glory of his Father. And when we think about God, the Father, we think like, and I know you love, you love Old Testament God. My favorite like, stuff, man. <laughs> if you don't know Toby, Toby's a, he's a military <laughs> dude, like a career military <laughs> man. Like so... He loves war. He loves all that stuff. Obedience. <laughs> Judgment. Discipline. Yeah. Um, so, like, he, when you think about the glory of his father, like, 
to me, that makes me think like he's coming with the judgment and the authority mm-hmm. that his father has given to him. And what's cool, when we look at Daniel 7 um, in verse 14, it talks about his dominion and it's an everlasting dominion which will not pass away. His kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. He's coming with confidence, like knowing that he's about to hand over judgment, uh, that at a point Satan's going to be taken care of. Um, he will be in threat no more mm-hmm. and and he won't be destroyed. Uh, and and he and he, but he comes in the glory of his father. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to be peaceful. He also brings his posse with him, mm-hmm. his father's angels, right. and he's going to re, re, repay every man for everything that they've done. Um, one one thing that I thought about too, uh, when you were talking about that, you know, they're in exile, they're in a place, and, and it's just dark and kind of kind of lonely. And you said, you know, like we don't we don't really know what that's like. We've never been kicked out of our homeland and, and mm-hmm. things like that, which which we haven't, thanks to like Toby and who've served over the past, you know, forever, how long. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, with this virus that's going around right now, people are being quarantined to that's places. True. And I can only imagine like how lonely that that would feel, right. you know, for 14 days or however long it is, not knowing, you know, whatever it was, it'd be deep and it would be dark. And to have a message, like a vision from God come to you at that point, saying, I have dominion, I'm, I'm giving you, yeah, that's a vaccine, like, I have the cure. Vaccines in the mail. It's yeah, to you. and this yeah. is God saying, um, this message is like, Jesus right here, mm. he's he's conquered it. So even in this time of exile, you're taken care of, right? right. I don't know, I, like that yeah. just kind of stuck out to me. That's well, awesome. It's funny, it's not funny at all, but it pertains directly <laughs> to it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you talk about, you know, like, He's not messing around when he comes and all that good stuff. In, in Matthew twenty six sixty four, 64, uh, it is you said, Nevertheless, I say to you hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. So it basically referred to God as the power at that time. So mm-hmm. it's not the, the finesse. It's, mm-hmm. it's the power at that time. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know where his throne's at on the right, right side. Right. <laughs> and like, so with having Daniel 7 in mind, when the high priest heard this, I mean, the high priest would have known the Old Testament mm. backwards and forwards. And, I mean, um, Jesus did too. Mm-hmm. Like, not just because he is the Son of Man, but, like, uh, so culturally speaking, for anyone, for any Jewish person to have actually called him rabbi, he would have had to be a rabbi, which means, like, he went to rabbinical yeah. school, you know. Um, so... And, like, for him to even be allowed to, like, teach in the temple and stuff, he would have had to have a formal Jewish education. Um, so he knew exactly what he was saying. He had some so one-on-one teaching, though. He did have some one-on-one teaching. It's not really fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, all the secrets. <laughs> Jesus is cheating. <laughs> um, so he's just praying. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not talking to anyone. Um, so that, I mean, that answered, kind of answered my question. Why Caiaphas got so ticked off was because, uh, Jesus was even further saying, like, I'm the one, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and from this day forward, you'll see the son of man, like, kill me and, and you'll see this prophecy fulfilled you know, fulfilled. Yeah. Like, uh, which is, 
I, it, that's so crazy to me that you would think, I mean, maybe you would think Caiaphas would be like, whoa, this yeah. dude's for real. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Jesus. We've been waiting, and it's like he's here. He is the Messiah. Yeah. You know, um, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do this. Um, which, uh, yeah, one of the points I wanted to also point out was while uh, Jesus was very open about being the son of man, the human one, uh, he didn't necessarily like uh, his disciples calling him like the Christ. Right. Uh, and in same story, two different uh, gospels uh, in Mark. Uh, you know, Jesus asks his disciples, who do you say that I am? And so Elijah, John the Baptist, Jeremiah, uh, then he says, but who do you say I am? And Peter said, you're the Messiah. Yeah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Mm-hmm. Like, don't... Yeah, he warned, he warned, I think in like the English translation, it's like he, he warned them, right. don't tell anybody. Yeah. Um, it's like when I give my girls like like candy right before bed, yeah, and I'm like, for your sake and for my sake, mm-hmm. don't tell your mother about this. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be right? mad, right? And that's what he's saying. Like, you, I mean, in a completely different aspect, but he's like, people are gonna be mad at you, and they're gonna mm-hmm. be mad at me over this. Mm-hmm. And do you think that it was because he was he worried for his disciples? Do you think, or do you think that he was? worried for himself or it just wasn't his time like he talks about stuff like that too why do you think that he warned them about that I think both of those you know I think um, because again uh, at this time the Jewish or the uh, nation of Israel um, was under Roman leadership Mm -hmm. I mean they were in a way in exile yeah Uh, persecuted I mean, they, they weren't able to function the way that they fully wanted to. They had the Romans right there on top of them. And they were looking for this Christ. They were looking for this Messiah. Um, and actually, you know, it talks about the zealots mm-hmm. that were like the militaristic side of they their interpretation, their view of what the Christ, the Messiah, was going to look like was uh, coming back with a sword in hand mm-hmm. and it's like it's time to destroy you know and uh, Jesus had the same intentions but in a very vastly different way yeah. you know so I think a, a lot of it was um, not saying he couldn't have handled any additional political persecution but like, hey, this could if this gets out too much and we cause up too big of a stir right now, this could create some some bad troubles. Just want this little white thing right here real quick. Need some juice. Need some juice. So I completely overlooked this, but this is pretty interesting. Going back to the thrones and the numbers of them, you know, we just talked about mm-hmm. you know, ancient of times and the son of man having there, but in Matthew uh nineteen twenty eight Uh, He says, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Pretty pretty interesting. 
that's a good point, Toby. Kind of, kind of makes you wonder if old Judas Iscariot's got a got a throne, or if that was <laughs> for one of his guests. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I I don't think he'll be judging too much. But then again, I don't know. They leave that one empty. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all remember him? Yeah, yeah. that's on yeah. purpose. That's, that guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, that's a. Um, you know, you had a before we started recording. Uh, that really an awesome story uh, about one of your daughters asking um, if this was God's plan all along. And to me, and my very like Daniel lensed view of things, <laughs> mm-hmm. I see that 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 question directly relates to Daniel chapter seven and why there was an empty throne. Um, So kind of one of the viewpoints I kick around in my head and uh, it really resonates with me is that in the beginning, that throne was meant for the Son of Man. Mm -hmm. Um, Not one like the Son of Man, but for the Son of Man who would be us like God in his beauty and glory and power created this world uh, seeking not an equal partnership you know but a partnership like and to me that's beautiful that you have a creator that loves his creation so much that it's like do this with me mm-hmm. come on and I think of my kids you know like hey Let's go do this. Like, sure, I provide the resources. You're a kid, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I want to do this with you. Um, and we messed it up. We vacated that throne. And the only one worthy of sitting in it was one like a son of man, one like a human. Not quite, but... A little better. A little better. Mm. And... Uh, it's it's just beautiful to me, like that. That's what Jesus had in mind. Like, hey, um, I'm gonna sit on this throne. I'm gonna destroy evil mm-hmm. in a little different way, though. Yeah, you know what you got. No, I mean, I just I think that's good. I was just wondering, um, like, in your viewpoint, um, how can we take this today? Like, how can we? Uh, you know, like one thing that we talked about a lot before we got started is hope. Like, how do we find hope mm. out of Son of Man? Like, how do we find hope out of Daniel Seven? Like, we've kind of hit it, but just like in your viewpoint, both of y'all's viewpoint, like, how do we find hope out of this? Go ahead, Ratty. Gotcha. <laughs> Need uh, to think. <laughs> for me, like the hope is, um, there's a future. Yeah. That. The, the like the son of man uh, has he's on that throne now mm-hmm. you know and while it really stinks that uh, bad things still happen but that there's a there's a day where they won't mm-hmm. where all of that is is gone and sin that earthly sin is uh, and the like the hate and the anger is completely wiped away Mm -hmm. you know um one of the really 
awesome themes to me about the crucifixion and Jesus being enthroned is an action. I hate that I've forgotten it. Um, where is it that Jesus talks about being lifted up? Or he talks about the Son of Man will be lifted up. Does that sound familiar to you? Uh, oh, yeah, it's familiar. Don't know the passage off the top of my head. Sorry, folks. While you're looking at that, I'm going to jump in. i got a little bit of a thought together. So, yeah, today uh, during all this coronavirus stuff, and I, I look at this uh, reference material on the scripture, and at the top there's an ad for coronavirus resources, and it, it just kind of makes you, you look like I have scripture here or I have a link to something some dude created that's supposed to give me more hope than what this scripture is. Mm-hmm. But today, you know, birds are still chirping. The leaves are blooming out. It's springtime here in Texas, and and the sun's shining. For our uh, worldwide listeners, yeah, we're for in all Texas the, right all now. Our, uh, <laughs> all our listeners back in uh, Israel. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if these were uh, apocalyptic times, like the media might cause you to think, or or you might you might personally think it like John fourteen or something. It's it's. Definitely in John. Guys, I'm talking here. Oh, so. oh yeah, you're actually not in our ears. We've uh, we've <laughs> muted you on everything. So, <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it it's I just one it. of those deals that, that you look around at the rest of God's creation, and they they didn't get the memo on this uh, so-called end of times where terrible things where we need all these these resources by man. Uh, yeah, the Son of Man done done came done did the thing. All you gotta do is follow, and you're good to hook, man. Uh, there ain't no pandemic out there that's gonna keep you from uh, facing some of the topics that we talked about, and you know, being judged, and uh, ultimately reaching reaching heaven up there with those dudes. So, yeah, that's that's the coolest thing. I to me, um, and I wish I could remember. I think it was uh, Pastor Robert Morris who who talked on this. Um, I think it was like an Easter service a couple of years ago, maybe, and he he actually talks about dominion. Um, like he talks real heavily about it. And when I when I flipped to John fourteen, I I kind of remembered it. Um, but he actually talked about um, Jesus in John fourteen verse three. I think it was him. And and that verse says, "If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also." And, um, like we were, we were talking before, like in the book of Daniel, uh, Rowdy used to call me like every day. Um, I don't know if we mentioned that, but like he would call me all the time. And, uh, Rowdy said, like, I was always trying to toss his phone number, uh, just cause I'd be like, find a different book to read. There's so many other books, like read it and then keep going. Like Amos. Uh, but, but he just like was concentrated on it. He loved it. And, um, and it was interesting cause we, you know, we would both wrestle with like what interpretations were. And, and like one of the ways that I, like, I love to read John 14. And I think it's a lot from the sermon that I heard, um, because it just, it settled well with me, um, in my heart. Um, but that, that, that Daniel seven and the dominion thing, um, that that's Jesus when he says, I go and prepare a place for you. Like to me, um, like if that's, that's Jesus saying, I'm going to take dominion back from Satan, flip back to Daniel chapter 7, and God goes, here's dominion, it's yours. Because what Jesus is talking about in John 14 is he's about to be crucified, and he's preparing his disciples for that. 
and he's saying, I'm about to go away. I'm about to claim dominion, but I'm going to come back for you. Mm -hmm. And that's the hope for me when I read like Daniel 7, Son of Man, is that Jesus has already conquered. Like the hope is there. It's up to us to claim that hope. Um, It's not like we're waiting for this day when Jesus has dominion. Mm -hmm. Like this has happened. Like he has it, but you have to claim and cling to Jesus. That's the only hope that we truly have. I mean, honestly, um, that, and th- so that's, that's what I look to. That's what I love. That's good. Um, I, I found what it was. I was so, uh, talking about sitting on the throne, mm-hmm. um, that I think it's a very beautiful imagery for me thinking of, uh, like little things that Jesus says, like in John three, um, 14, and just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 15, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Yeah. So, um, and then again in John 12, um, he, he again talks about the Son of Man being lifted up from the earth. And... Uh, when I think of the crown, I mean, not the crown, the cross mm-hmm. being raised, being lifted up, he is, he is being enthroned. Yeah. Right there. Wow. Um, and that the crown of thorns is exactly like, so on the day of the crucifixion, everyone who viewed him as a false prophet or a liar, mm-hmm. uh, a thief, a stealer, you know, um, in the worst way possible, he got his, his throne, he got a crown, and the most ironic, um, part of it all, to me, is they even gave him a sign, mm. proclaiming king of the Jews, mm-hmm. I, I, yep, he is, mm. you know, you may have done this, um, to destroy him, but you actually just seated him exactly as he said. That's from this day forward, mm-hmm. you will see the Son of Man at the right hand. You know, take that, Caiaphas. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'll remember you when we Daniel seven, Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah. Mm. Or, uh, did you not hear me about all man's deeds, Mister Caiaphas? Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. So just. It's such a, you know, weird phrase, like the son of man, like I'm the son of David, you know, but like completely different yeah. uh, meaning that, that he had. And like part of me, the silly part of me ever wonders if he's like, guys, I'm telling you, like the son of man, get it? You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, wink, wink. Think Daniel. I think, that was, I think that was the whole, whole yeah. point, man, is him just kind of sliding under the radar and those who... Who were who were tracking, picking up what he was saying? Mm-hmm. They they were they were good to hook, but the rest of them, you know, it didn't attract unwanted attention. What was it, uh, Elijah? That got um, where did it say up here? Man? Got some good material for y'all. <laughs> Go ahead and pick it up. It's gonna take me a minute. You gotta patch this in. Patch this in. No, it's pretty good. Uh, okay, Matthew seventeen twelve. But I tell you, Elijah has already come. 
and they did not recognize him, mm-hmm. but have mm-hmm. done to him everything they'd wished. Uh, in the same way, the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. Right. So it's pretty much like, hey, you know, I'm going to slide in, do what I got to do, make make the footprint I need to make, uh, so that the you know prophecy can be fulfilled. And mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, if he'd been walking around saying, hey. I am the Messiah, you know, I am Jesus Christ and all that good stuff, you know. Kind of makes you wonder what he had got headed off before even, you know, by dudes like Paul at that time, or, you know. Right. Mm. Now, so kind of a, a little next layer under um, of the Bible nerdiness, maybe, is throughout Daniel 7 stream, it's beasts. Mm-hmm. that Jesus is defeating, right? So, um, going back to Genesis, um, it was the man that was deceived by a beast, mm-hmm. by this animal, right? So then you see the Son of Man defeating these beasts. But if you go, uh, it's Genesis 3, he... Mm-hmm. Um, 314 um, really the prophecy of it all I hate snakes yeah right yeah <laughs> but um, this is encouraging <laughs> the Lord God said to the serpent because you have done this cursed are all among you um, all among or you're the most cursed mm-hmm. upon your belly you shall go and dust you should eat and then it says I will put an in midi uh, between you and your woman and between your offspring and hers he will strike your head and you will strike his heel so again you're seeing uh, you know God telling like this serpent like you done messed up mm-hmm. like you may you may hurt who I have coming but he's going to crush you and that's what's happening in this dream for Daniel like he's seeing these beasts that are representative of humans. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, these aren't just like a scary bear ran from the woods and right. the son of man right. punched it. No, uh, it's this scary metal creature thing that uh, is representative of different like governing bodies or different people groups or Babylon. Mm-hmm. You know, was a major one. And it would have especially resonated with Daniel since he was in Babylon, you know, or even the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you look at it through a, a future lens or a present lens, you know, however it is, these beasts represent the sin within us, you know, and what we can become and have become, you know. Uh, so, like, just the the literary genius of this where uh, and and god's plan b Mm -hmm. you know is is beautiful is like masterful um and it just shows like his wisdom that you know in the drop of a hat his creation rebel against him and he's like okay well uh i i know what to do you know um it's not going to be easy but kind of like when your kids try to outsmart you you're like Mm. <laughs> yep. Do they succeed with you? Uh, <laughs> there's four of them, so they they've got about a a twenty five percent success rate. 
Yeah. Wait till they get older. There's one that, uh, uh, so my, my four-year-old, man, she does things. Uh, so the others, they vocalize it and they'll argue and all that good stuff. So their they're infractions are really blatant mm-hmm. and obvious. But my four-year-old, she's the one that just doesn't ever say anything. So you don't really know if she's jacking up. And she'll come in with my wife's lipstick on or, or uh, flooded their bedrooms. Uh, you know, things like that. And you'd have never known. And she'll deny it. But as, as as parents, you know, as fathers, you you already know. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny because you you think of that like with God, you know, He knows our thoughts, our mm-hmm. our our actions, all that stuff. But so many times, you know, we try to act like God didn't see us flood the bedroom or <laughs> yeah. or, or not put lipstick on. I, I don't think Roddy's into that. Are you into that, Josh? No. Oh, okay, you just cool. can't see it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The beard hides it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that man. Um, we probably ought to like somewhat bring this to a close. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would just say this: that the the fact that we're even focusing on the son of the uh, son of man being Jesus is because not what he said, but because what he did mm-hmm. and like what he went through with and accomplished through that uh, being brought back to life and. And uh, conquering sin and conquering death, and and I love that you know I love that John fourteen six Jesus says that I'm the way the truth and the life no one comes to the Father but through me. The reason that he can say that is because he is the Son of God and he's the Son of Man. Right. He conquered sin. He conquered death. Um, the reason he did that was Second Corinthians. He says this in in, in five. It says that he became sin who knew no sin, so that mm-hmm. we might become his righteousness. That's why we. There's no other way to heaven but through Jesus Christ. Um, it's only through Jesus, um, because we have to have His righteousness. Our righteousness is never enough, and so uh, that would be. I, I guess we can kind of do like an invitation on this one. So um, for all three of our listeners that are left, like that's that's what the Bible makes very clear: a relationship with Jesus is the only way to heaven. It's not good outweighing the bad. It's not being a morally good person. It's having a relationship with Jesus Christ because. He is the Son of Man who conquered sin and conquered death. So, and Amen. Given dominion, Still, everlasting. He has it. Everlasting right dominion. Yeah. Right so, man. if you need hope, if you need anything, it's through Jesus. Right. That's it. Um, with this, I encourage closing arguments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any like questions or comments or, um, you know, if you have any questions about the Son of Man or want to add anything, uh, post a comment. Yeah, direct them to Rowdy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, we can address them, uh, you know, on our next episode. Yeah, we'll have three listeners then. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, share this. All three of our moms. That's it. You got it. (laughs) I don't don't know. Karen Allsup's a saint. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'd love that, to take questions and give them a shot at yeah. answering them. And just be interactive. And uh, yeah. if you've gotten this far into the podcast, we thank you for so much for listening <laughs> and enduring. Unless you like just fast forwarded to the end. Yeah. You know, that's what they did. Yeah. Toby, did that. tell me something good, something cool. Uh, oh, man. 
turkey season opens in like two weeks. Yes. That's good stuff. I thought it was this weekend until my buddy said he was going to bring his kids out for a youth weekend. And I was like, oh, man. So, so, not to give your address away, but you live on 2190, right? 2190? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a long road. No one can find where you live. But there was turkeys on the side of the road on 2190 today when I drove up. Oh, man. Like, it, was a, it was a pretty day. Yeah, See, man, everybody season. knows the script, dude. It's spring. It's time to do your thing. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll have some uh, turkey on the smoker and the grill and stuff and a couple couple weeks hopefully yeah it's good stuff yes about you rowdy anything good yeah um i think yeah no uh, <laughs> i think that's good it's good that i think no um family is doing well mm-hmm. awesome some Doing some home workouts with the gyms closed. Yeah, I was gonna say this this whole virus thing is affecting you more than most people because you you can't go to your gym, so you have to work out at home. Which um, Allie actually, uh, she is still going to Mezzer. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Me too, but little, I just go when no one's there. <laughs> yeah. Has yeah. a little group uh, that you know she's kind of training and yeah. doing some really cool stuff. That's awesome. Um, yeah, just hoping to not catch anything there. Yeah, Germex. Germex. That's our sponsor friend. today. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, Josh? Uh, Some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, so now we got this is a, a live one that we've been wanting to do. Um, that's that's pretty cool. Um, a lot of really cool stuff, man. Just like. Um, I, I watched uh, Brittany do a devotional this morning um, and um, just made me just uh, fall in love all over again uh, just with uh, her just being a woman of God that um, just loves him and, and greatly uh, just passionately loves other people, like genuinely loves other people. And if you if you know her, um, you know that that's like it's that she is genuine as can be. And, um, you know, getting to watch her, uh, you know, it's usually the other way around, you know, she's listening to me or, or watching me. And it was just so good for my heart just to be like, that is the woman that God placed in my life. And, uh, and that was, that was the coolest thing about today or in a, in a while, just getting to see her. Um, so I love you, Brittany. I know you're not listening cause you could probably care less about this. But <laughs> anyways, well, cool, man. So, uh, y'all tune in. <laughs> Next time. To all things man. All, all things, things man. man. Yeah. Uh, what's our segment next week? Uh, are, aren't you doing one over like uh, how you didn't get a deer this year or something like that? And uh, We can probably tie that into some <laughs> kind of scripture somewhere. I'm, I'm yeah. sure we can. You, you did get one. We took one up. Ju- just one. Just one. I was pretty, uh, I had no idea there'd be a giant pandemic in grocery stores. Grocery stores. Grocery stores. Grocery stores <laughs> would be a. Uh, uh, hurting like they are, so. Uh, so uh, uh, Mr. Abbott, if you're listening, um, <laughs> you should just open up like three weeks of, you know, deer season. Oh, you know, late spring. That would decipate the population right now. That like, you got does that are getting ready to drop in like a, a uh, month. You know. Okay, don't do that. Plus, bucks don't have any horns. Now, as my dad would say, you can't eat the horns, but they sure do look cool and and make my wife mad on the office wall. So. Gotcha. 
So no deer. Uh, a long turkey season? Just add two birds? Uh, do it? That would be pretty cool. I can't get enough of turkeys, man. It's, it's, I'm a little dude. I don't like to be cold. He is what he eats, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just a turkey. Hey, man, turkey's delicious, dude. So, but it's warm, you know. Mm. Nature is in its finest. You know, during deer season, it's cold, and there yeah. ain't no leaves. And it's it's kind of almost cold. depressing. Hopefully, after hopefully about this time tomorrow, it'll be a few less piggies. Yeah, definitely need to take care of pigs. Uh, the demon possessed pigs have, have found the property <laughs> and destroying all the the good grass. Of, I'm saving for cattle. I'm telling. They ran out of legion. That's exactly legion straight to Jack County. Rowdy got it right. That's exactly right. And it's been anyone, a long anyone in Jack County knows that yeah. these pigs are demon possessed. So yeah. That's funny. But yeah, that's, that's it right. for me. Well, sweet, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, be looking forward to our daily devotionals coming out uh, in the next few days as well. we got some good ones coming up. And then uh, if you see one of these two guys in town, um, do not give them a handshake. Give yeah. them an elbow, elbow thing from yeah, like 10 foot away yeah. and uh, tell them that you appreciated it. Or even better, virtually just push the like button, push the share yeah, button, and encourage both of them who don't have Facebook. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's, it's liberating. I'll make sure that they know. Yeah, so, all right, well, cool. Peace out. Thank Deuces. You.